Hello there, and welcome to my podcast. I'm Connie. I'm a certified nutritionist, personal trainer, busy mom, and I live on a small hobby farm. I'm a former bodybuilder, and I currently have found a love for endurance sports. But I'm not your typical athlete. I believe there are many more contributors to athletic performance and overall health, and that we as a population might be doing it wrong. You won't see me pounding goose or chicken and rice, but you will see me in the pursuit to fuel not only athletic performance, but also balance it with optimal health. This is not just a podcast for athletes. Many people that fall into the health scene get there for a reason. I found myself in suboptimal states at multiple times in my life, and it has really sparked my passion for metabolic and systemic health. I am constantly a student of what I love, and now I hope to help others by bringing quality guests to the show to share their opinions and resources to hopefully help you formulate strategies to help you crack your health code. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode. Today, it's just little old me. We're doing a quickie here. Uh, Things have been very, very busy. Last weekend, we spent the whole weekend at the Spartan races. My husband did the Beast. uh, And then the Sprint with us the next day as a family. It was a lot of fun. However, it was several days away from home. And when I returned, I had a ton of things to catch up on. So Lots and lots of busyness happening around my place, including having multiple clients to get ready for the upcoming bodybuilding shows in a couple weeks. It is peak week for them. Uh, And then also we have several other shows planned. So things have been kind of back to back and a little hectic. And unfortunately, because of that, I really haven't had time to go out and hunt down great guests for the podcast as I have been working on all of my other business adventures. So today, though, I'm not going to leave you hanging. I have not missed a podcast episode any Monday for the last couple of years and not going to leave you hanging this time. I'll make sure that I get something up, even if it's just thoughts from little old me. Uh, Hopefully they can make an impact on your week or your month or your year. Just because they're little doesn't mean that they're not mighty. So (laughs) I want to uh, definitely make sure and get some stuff out there to you guys. Uh, Also, make sure you pop on over to my website, which is www.connynightingale.com. I always like to remind you guys that I have a lot of great information on there. I have a blog, which I've not been real good about updating, but I do have some awesome recipes and stuff on there and articles. If you haven't read them, stop in and check them out. Um, I also have a free recipe pack where you can download recipes Uh, that are really super healthy. And I also have a tab now for lab work. So if you're looking to get your vitamin D checked, which, you know, let's talk about this for a minute. Vitamin D, if you go to your healthcare provider in most places is not covered by your insurance and you want to know what they charge for it. They charge like $500, which is sheer insanity. You guys, If you go to my website, I think it's $36 to have it tested, and I highly recommend doing so. Uh, If it's not the test listed on my site, I have a couple of my favorites listed there. You can still click on the link to the lab work, and you can actually find it or shoot me a direct message on Instagram, Facebook, shoot me an email, shoot me a website, uh, an email from my website, I can give you the correct lab work, but you guys, $36, I believe it is to have it tested through me. So you want to check vitamin D, you want to check other health markers, 
Be your own advocate. Just because your insurance does not cover it does not mean it is not important, okay? Insurance is not in the business to help people be healthy. They are in the business to not spend money so they can keep it for themselves. So they are not advocating for your health. I want to reiterate that. You have to be your own health advocate. If you need help with that or you have questions, shoot me a message because I help people every single day with this stuff. And when they find out that they have been not having the correct tests run for years and years and years, I get people with like all these crazy diagnoses and then they go and they get me their lab work and they bring it to me. And I'm like, well, how can they diagnose you with this? They never even did the proper testing. And I am not a doctor, but if I can give you the information you need to take to your doctor and be like, look, my thyroid is off or look, my vitamin D level is low or my ferritin is low or XXX, you know, there's so many things out there that I have trained my eye to see. And if we can take that information and have you take it to your healthcare provider, it kind of wakes them up and helps them understand that there is actually something going on with you, or there is something that likely needs modification. And hopefully you can get help from there. Uh, I, I know you've probably listened to my episodes where I have preached about functional medicine and naturopathic medicine, but these are the people that are looking for the root causes. So these people are looking for why you have high blood pressure, why you don't feel well, why your joints ache. They're looking at all these things rather than being like, oh, your joints hurt. Here's some ibuprofen or, oh, you have extreme period cramps here is an NSAID to take care of it. And then you'll be fine. What they don't realize is they're actually disrupting a lot of other processes in the body when they do these things. And they're also covering things up with a Band-Aid. It's like a lemon in the tailpipe. And so oftentimes when you're just sticking a lemon in the tailpipe, the car is gonna, it may have stopped that smoke for that moment, but then the car is going to implode later. I don't want that for anybody. So Just another cool thing I have. I know I got off on a tangent there, but you can get lab testing done right on my website. There's a tab for it. Pop on over there. If you have questions, shoot me a message. I'm absolutely happy to point you in the right direction because if I can help more people discover things that they can improve on, I am a happier person because I suffered with things for years and years before I learned and became my own health advocate. So uh, anyway, We did the Montana Spartan race this last weekend. It was so much fun. Did it as a family. I've got to say I was a little apprehensive. I am not a runner. I'm like a brick. And just because I'm athletic and I like to move my body doesn't mean that I'm a runner or that that's my style of things. So I thought. However, I had an amazing time. Uh, We did it with our 14-year-old son. And we had to do a lot of teamwork to help each other get through some of the things, especially him, because some of the lifts and stuff were like 150 pounds and he weighs 97 pounds. So um, we did it as a family. My husband did the beast the day before, so he was pretty darn sore, but he did not complain at all. And he said the moment he saw someone out there on the course doing the beast, which was 14 and a half miles and 3,700 feet of elevation gain plus obstacles, There was a gentleman out there that had no legs. My husband said he had like special gloves on. He was using his arms. And this gentleman did the whole course, nearly 15 miles and all the elevation gains and all of the obstacles with zero legs, not prosthetics, nothing. He was walking on his arms. 
And that is, if that doesn't make you go, okay, I'm never complaining about the things that I have to deal with in life ever again. Uh, I don't know what will, because when you see somebody out there giving it their all, no excuses, no complaints, it really makes you change your mindset around the things that you've been complaining about. And I can tell you, my husband was extremely sore from doing that race, but he went out, did the sprint with us the next day, did not complain once, even though I know he was pretty darn locked up because he wasn't walking like himself. (laughs) So uh, definitely no complaints there. Really a fun thing. I would love to get all of my clients together and a big team to do it together next year, just because I think everybody should give it a try. Uh, It tests your skills a little bit, but it is totally doable. Uh, we had a blast, especially like the lifts and things. I mean, some of this stuff was great because I, as you know, am a farmer, have been a farmer my whole life. I've been chucking hay bales, carrying two 50 pound sacks of chicken food or horse food over my back out to the barn. I drag hay bales out to the horses in the winter. And all of these things were in this race. And I was like, how cool is this? Carry a hundred pound bucket of gravel up a hill cool. I do that all the time over my shoulder. Uh, Drag this sandbag, do this, do that. A lot of these things were things that I've already been doing since I was a very young child. So I felt like I excelled at them. And the things that I hadn't been doing, I have a lot of strength, fortunately, because I lift weights constantly and I try to stay reasonably strong. So things went really, really well. I only failed two obstacles the rope climb. I got about halfway up there and my grip was not good. It was one of the last obstacles And I was like, okay, I cannot get to the top of this. And when I do, I'm probably not going to have enough grip to get back down and I'm going to fall off this thing. So the height of it and everything was a little intimidating. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to do burpees. So I took the burpees on that one. Uh, And then the spear throw, I'd never practiced it before. And I really wasn't very good with my trajectory on that one. Totally missed it. For that one, they had a penalty loop. So I ended up doing a penalty loop, which was a a hill climb. I was fine with that. It was cool. So anyway, uh, had an excellent time, was a great family thing. I definitely recommend everybody give a Spartan race, even if it's just a sprint, a try, you will feel accomplished at the end, I promise you. So Anyhow, today I just wanted to touch on a few things, one of them being our habits. So, you know, we all have these little habits and these little things that we get stuck doing, and even if they're not good ones, right? So let me just name one that's kind of on the edge of good and bad. It just depends on how much you abuse it. But how about coffee? I bet you like 90% of you guys wake up in the morning and have a coffee ritual that you do. Like, I know I certainly do. It's the same thing every single day. Uh, Another thing like that would be just like your morning habits, like what time you shower, what time you work out, like we're major creatures of habit. And sometimes we like for smokers, it's like smoking when you're driving or taking a break and going outside at a certain time. Like we generate all of these little habits throughout our life and we don't even realize it. So when it comes to implementing something new, sometimes we're like extremely overwhelmed. We're like, how are we going to do this? How do I have time? But the thing is, is all of our habits that we have in our life generated at one point or another. 
whether it was coffee, I didn't drink coffee my whole life. I probably didn't have time for it when I was a kid, but all of a sudden I had time to start making a ritual around coffee every day. So for me, it looks like when I get done working out, I go, I make, I have an espresso machine. I make myself an espresso. It probably takes me like 10 minutes. Uh, I get it all perfect. And then I take it to the shower and I take a shower with my coffee sitting on the counter. And this is a ritual. The thing is, is we can make rituals a part of our life that are healthy habits, whether they're 15 minutes of working out or going for a walk or swapping out the coffee for tea or (laughs) all of these things, they add up over time. And when I first started working out, I didn't think that I was going to develop a habit around it, but then it became part of my daily routine. It is what I do as much as going and getting that cup of coffee in the morning. And so when you start changing things, realize that over time, they're going to become a habit. So it could be something as silly as changing out flour, like don't cook with flour anymore. Start with almond flour. All of a sudden it becomes a habit. You're just used to, it takes practice, but once you practice at it and you get good at replacing your baking and all of these things with almond flour, it's second nature to just do that. And that's just one example, right? So that could be instead of grabbing an apple every day, grab a handful or a package of blueberries, something that's a little less glycemic. Um, There's a million different habits in our life that we can change. Some of them are ones to get away from. So like scrolling on social media, for example, I know I recently started watching my screen time, which is especially hard for me because part of my business is screen time. I mean, I'm coaching people all over the world now and I have to do Zoom meetings with them and I'm constantly monitoring their progress and their workouts and tweaking things to help them and checking progress photos. So screen time is a big part of my business and what I do. However, I had to start figuring out what important screen time was because if I have time to be scrolling around on social media, I probably have time to go for a walk or go do something else or start working on one of my pre-made programs. There's other things we can swap stuff out for. So it's great to start taking an evaluation of your life and where it's at and where you're losing time too when it comes to changing your habits. So I know a lot of people come to me and they struggle with meal prep. That's just one example. And I know that all of us spend at least two hours on social media a week, if not more. And I can prep. I've been prepping meals for other people lately. Like I had a friend that had surgery, needed her meals prepped. I have some clients I do it for because they're not good cooks and they just feel overwhelmed when they have to do it. Um, I had another person that was leaving out of town and they wanted to have stuff when they got back. And these are just a few examples, but all of these people's meals, I was able to do at separate occasions for less than two hours. And so when it comes to meal prepping, figuring out where your time is and how you can better delegate it to get to meal prepping is super important. It's just as important as waking up early and working out or getting that workout in. And so that's just a prime example of how we can start evaluating how much time we have, where we're wasting it at. Like, are we spending time on the phone or like, is there a time that we could not be texting people 
set that aside, schedule it in our calendar just for meal prep or just for a workout. So that's one thing I used to do when I would prep for bodybuilding shows is I would actually completely shut off my social media so that I wasn't taking away from time that I could focus on workouts, meal prep, cardio, my family, because when I was prepping for bodybuilding shows, it took a lot of time from my family when I was doing uh, multiple hours of cardio a day. And no, that's not correct to be doing, but that was part of my life at the time. Uh, So trying to evaluate the things that are taking time away from the things that are important. So even sleep, for example, I know so many people, including myself, that will lay down in bed for a bedtime so that we can wake up early the next day or so that we can get sufficient sleep. And then we turn around and scroll on social media. And before you know it, it's been like 30 or 45 minutes when we could have been spending that time for quality sleep. So taking that into consideration and realizing that instead of using that social media as a pacifier to unwind for the rest of the day, which it doesn't really unwind me to go to sleep. uh, There's a lot of studies backing this up. The blue light wakes you up. It disrupts your melatonin window. Uh, But not only that, you're looking at all these things that kind of overload your brain. And then you find after you're done scrolling on social media, you set the phone down and you can't go to sleep. And then you're like, oh, screw it. I'm going to get back on the phone again. And it's just this vicious cycle. So maybe instead of spending that time scrolling, spend that time doing 15 or 20 minutes of yoga, something that can calm you down. Start reading something. I know a lot of us have gotten away from reading or we're reading on a device. And as thrifty as these devices are for doing everything under the sun for us, keeping our schedules, being books now, all these things, Setting that device down and actually connecting with an actual book is amazing for winding down at night. I know I recently started doing it. Uh, I love to read and I was like, I don't have time. I don't have time, but I needed to make it a habit. And so that's when I picked up a book at the discount part of the store. Uh, It was a really good one. Actually, it was called Defiant uh, and it was written by Janine Shepard and it's about her story of getting hit by a car on her bicycle while she was one of the Olympic hopefuls for Australia and amazing book got it for 12 bucks in the discount section. So, uh, totally find yourself things that, that feed your brain rather than suck the life out of it. So again, evaluating things, super, super important. Um, another thing I want to talk about is controlling the things that we can control because this is something that people, bring up to me all the time. They're like, why are you so obsessed with this or that with food, with makeup, all of these things. And I want to remind you that I'm not obsessed with these things. What I'm doing is trying to control the things I can't control. I can control because there are things I can't control. Like I can't control when I walk through the lawn at my kids' soccer games and get round up all over my feet and bring it home to my pets and things like, and I'm saying this just because it's an example. It's not something I obsess or even really have a second guess about. I'm, I'm aware of it, but I'm not obsessed with it. There's a difference. Uh, Anyhow, there are things we cannot control. And I think focusing on the things that we can control are really super, super important. Um, So sometimes these can be just silly little swaps, like 
how are you drinking your water every day? Water is so important. And then what kind of water is it? So maybe switching from tap water or things like city water that's like filled with fluoride and a lot of other chemicals that they use in order to make it um, clean of no bacteria and stuff like that. Uh, what, where are you getting your water? I mean, water is the biggest thing that we're eating and consuming. It touches our skin. It touches everything. Where are you getting it? Switch to a filter of some kind. You can buy filters, start getting filtered water, but what are you drinking it out of when you're getting this filtered water? Are you drinking it out of a plastic bottle? Plastic bottles are full of xenoestrogens, uh, endocrine disruptors, things that are really, really bad for you. And so Something as simple as buying yourself a pink, I have a pink uh, metal water bottle that doesn't have any plastic and starting to drink out of that. It's an easy swap. It doesn't cost a ton of money. Mine was 12 bucks. Literally, I drink out of it every single day and it's not costing me a lot to change that one little thing that I do have control over. And that's kind of the same thing with our food and our skin and all of these other things. There are so many toxic skincare things out there right now, heading back to the endocrine disruptors, things that for women, especially, and men are totally messing with our hormones. Like right now, there are a bunch of studies out there linking all of these xenoestrogens to breast and uterine cancers and helping them grow. And then also when you're getting your labs done, those lab works like for estrogen and all of these things, they are just looking at estrogen and your body sees some of these things as estrogen. It can't tell the difference. And so when they're testing these things, they're not always right because your body is disrupted by all of these xenoestrogens that we're bringing in. And we're bringing them in every day. We're bringing them in on our skin, like with our skincare products. We get them in our water. We get them when we microwave our food. Like there's a lot of ways that we're getting them. And so we can't control all of those, right? Like if right now a big thing is hand sanitizer. I know I went in the bank the other day and they were like, here, you have to do this before you come in. It's like, okay, whatever. I try to be compliant on some things. That's probably not going to kill me to do it once. Whatever. Will you catch me doing it at home? No. So controlling the things that we can control. So I personally switched out all of my skincare products, completely switched them out. Did I do it overnight? No, I did them one thing at a time. But now my deodorants, my mascaras, my foundations, my shampoo, conditioner for my kids, all of this stuff has been swapped out. I'm very, very careful what I put on my skin. I read the ingredients. There's also a app out there called Think Dirty. You can download that, start scanning things in the grocery store and see what the toxicity level is on them. Sometimes if I see something I really like and I want to try to use it, cool. I'll scan it. If it's like borderline a four, which is like medium, like not high, but there's like one chemical in there that they think could cause a problem. I might slide for it, but I try not to compromise those things too much because there's too many outside things that I cannot control. So um, we can't control when we're driving in traffic or the pollution in the big cities, any of those things, but we can control what we're putting on our skin, what we're putting in our body. Maybe if you can't switch to organic stuff, just changing out the clean 15, 30, the dirty dozen and et cetera. So like... Uh, for example, 
the biggest offenders for glyphosate contamination are strawberries, spinach, kale or collard greens or mustard greens, nectarines, apples, grapes, cherries, peaches, pears, any of the peppers, celery and tomatoes. So all of those you should buy organic. <laughs> Don't even compromise it. Those things are bathed in horrible chemicals. And so maybe you can't afford to buy everything organic, but start swapping out the things that are the biggest offenders. Uh, maybe even eliminating, eliminating them if you cannot swap them out. Uh, and then there are other great vegetables that you can swap them out with that are clean and don't necessarily have to be purchased organic. Those are avocados, sweet corn, pineapples, onions, papaya, frozen sweet peas, eggplants, asparagus, broccoli, cabbage, kiwi, cauliflower, mushrooms, which is a surprising one. You would think stuff would grow on those honeydew and cantaloupe. So there are other fruits that you can switch out for the dirty ones. There are options for so many things out there. So I just want you guys to not feel overwhelmed and know that when you start sw switching out these little things, it becomes habitual. And the more and more you do it and the more and more consistency you do it with, the easier and easier it is to do it. And it just becomes a part of life. I can tell you that 10 years ago, I didn't think I'd be working out every day. I didn't think I would be cooking these <laughs> crazy extravagant meals for my family all the time, but it is something that I worked into my lifestyle and that has completely changed my habits. And now if you told me to change them back, they're a habit. And I would be like, what? <laughs> so <laughs> there just take time, have grace with yourself and realize also that there are things that you cannot change and you just have to do your best to control the things you can. And with that being said, I'm not a hugely religious person. If you didn't know that, or you care, I do believe in God. Um, I'm not somebody out there that throws things at people, but there is a prayer for that. And I'm sure you've all heard it. And it's God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change and the courage to change the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference. And I think whether you are a religious person or not, that is huge. That is a huge saying. I think we should all take it to heart and start understanding what we can and cannot control and start working towards changing our habits. So I hope that this helped you guys out a lot today for your little weekly motivation. I'm excited to bring some great guests on the show next Monday. I have some wonderful plans. Cannot wait for you to listen. Uh, as far as beauty products go, remember, I am still an advocate for better beauty. So if you go to www.beautycounter.com forward slash Connie Nightingale, N-I-G-H-T-I-N-G-A-L-E, you can start changing out your beauty products. It is so important can't tell you how important it is. We are exposed to things every day, even in the water that we bathe in. And so if you can start when you run out of something, ordering something that is cleaner or download the Think Dirty app and start scanning your items and seeing what you're putting on your skin. There was actually recently a study done where they removed for, a, for three days beauty products from women. They'd started with their blood tests before they remove them and then three days after and the actual tox toxic burden that was removed three days after was incredible. Um, anyway, I could find the name of it. I, it was the, 
uh, Hermita study or something like that. Uh, but anyway, super important stuff. Uh, and I know that I definitely have made it a point to start changing that stuff out, start changing out your water, start changing out what you drink your water out of. These are all really important things. So also, if you found value in this podcast or any of the previous podcasts, I can't tell you how important it is that you go and leave me a review on Apple podcasts. This helps me out so, so much. It helps me find great guests for the show. It makes it easier to get qualified guests on the show. It also helps other people find this podcast, which is super, super important because without those reviews, I'm basically invisible. It's just like Google. You don't have them. You're not going to be the first person that comes up on the list. And I want to be able to get this information out to other people. It is so important. So make sure that you go leave a review if you have found value in the podcast and also share it with your friends and family. Screenshot me, post me on Instagram, tag me in it. I want to see that you are finding value from this podcast. It helps me keep going, gives me that extra push. It is a lot of work to publish this every single week and sit down for several hours with guests and finding guests and trying to bring quality content to this podcast. So thank you so much, guys. Pay me back with reviews. That's all I got to say. And until next Monday, we'll talk to you soon.